Hi everyone, and welcome to McCabe Curwood's Trial by Podcast. You're listening to episode 26 of our podcast series. Today's podcast looks at a recent federal court case of Kraft Foods and Bigger Cheese, a case about the packaging and trade dress of peanut butter. Believe it or not, it has served an important reminder to register trademarks in Australia. I'm Lachlan Hullop, here today with my colleague Emma Connolly. Hi everyone, welcome to this next episode of Trial by Podcast. So, Emma, before we get into the peanut butter case, Have you encountered any interesting intellectual property cases in the past? Actually, yeah, I have. One that comes to mind was the 2013 Superman case, where a company called Checkout applied to register the trademark Superman Workout for their exercise classes in Australia. DC Comics opposed this trademark application, as they were the owner of the trademark for Superman and claimed it would likely deceive consumers or cause confusion between the businesses. The court dismissed the confusion claim on the basis that one involved exercise classes and the other a superhero. However, the court found that the trademark application had been made in bad faith as it fell short of acceptable commercial behaviour by checkout in attempting to derive a benefit by appropriating the Superman brand, which was built by the trademark owner DC Comics. As such, the court found that IP Australia should reject the application on this basis, emphasising that it is always best to develop your own original brand and not to deliberately attempt to gain an unfair advantage, even if there is a difference in the goods or services between the businesses. How about you, Lachlan? Any interesting intellectual property cases come to mind? I really like the Burger King case from a while back. I've always wondered why Burger King in Australia is called Hungry Jack's. Turns out that in the early 1970s, when the American franchise Burger King came to Australia, it was not able to register its trademark. This was because there was a small food store in Adelaide, which was also called Burger King, and it owned the registered trademark and refused to give it up. This just goes to show that registering your trademark in your home country, such as America, does not automatically give you rights to that name in other countries such as Australia. So instead, the American franchise chose the name Hungry Jacks. Hungry Jacks did so well in Australia that even when the Adelaide Burger King's trademark ended in 1996, Hungry Jacks continued to operate under its new Australian name. However, it is interesting to note that as of 2018, Burger King Corporation owns the registered trademarks of both Hungry Jacks and Burger King in Australia. Let's move on to the main event and dive into the peanut butter case. What is the background of the decision? For over a decade, Kraft had made and sold peanut butter in Australia bearing its distinctive trade dress. In 2012, they underwent a restructure and became part of the Mondelez Group. In 2017, Bigger made a series of acquisitions from Mondelez which involved the license to a range of pantry items, including Kraft peanut butter. Bega proceeded to rebrand these items but kept its trade dressing, which meant that the peanut butter products kept its brown dye shape with a yellow lid, a yellow label, and the blue or red peanut device, denoting smooth or crunchy peanut butter. So when did Kraft peanut butter transition to Bega peanut butter on the shelves in our supermarkets? From mid-2017, Kraft peanut butter began to disappear from Australian grocery stores as it was replaced by peanut butter manufactured by Bega and labelled either the Good Nut or Bega. But problematically at this same time, Kraft was preparing to sell Kraft peanut butter through its Australian subsidiary Heinz Australia. Heinz issued a press release stating that Kraft peanut butter would be back on Australian supermarket shelves in early 2018. As a result, Kraft peanut butter was relaunched in 2018, including its trade dress and featured the tagline, Love Since 1935. That's when proceedings commenced in this case. That's right. Kraft commenced proceedings against Bega alleging that their use of the peanut butter trade dress breached the master trademark agreement, 
was likely to mislead consumers, was a contravention of Australian consumer law and amounted to passing off at common law. In response, Bigger cross-claimed. They alleged that they had acquired rights to the peanut butter trade dress when the acquisitions were made from Mondelez and that Kraft's use of the trade dress would mislead consumers. Bigger also alleged that Kraft's press release and tagline was misleading as it suggested that Kraft's peanut butter was the same product that customers had previously purchased, when in reality, Kraft's peanut butter was made by a different entity in a different factory. What did the federal court decide, Emma? In a unanimous decision, the full federal court agreed with the primary judge, holding that Bega had acquired rights to the peanut butter trade dress when it purchased the business from Mondelez. The full court also agreed that Kraft's press release and tagline was likely to mislead consumers, misrepresenting that Kraft's peanut butter was the same as what was previously sold by Mondelez. However, unlike the primary judge, the full court was of the view that the master trademark agreement purported to assign the trade dress to Mondelez and not Kraft. It's a lot of information to take in, but it highlights some really important takeaways when it comes to registering trademarks in Australia. Absolutely. Firstly, this case reinforced that rights to an unregistered mark may be owned by the manufacturer of the goods on which the mark appears, not the company which controls or licenses the manufacturer. Secondly, brand owners should register all distinctive product packaging as a trademark in Australia, especially where products are manufactured by a licensee. And finally, unregistered trademarks are not property rights and therefore cannot be assigned separately from the business in which they are used, even within a corporate group. Brand owners should be careful when referring to products manufactured by a former licensee or in the context of a transitioning to a new licensee. It's a really interesting topic, but there's a lot to think about. We hope this episode has broken it down a little. Absolutely. Remember that if you have any questions or have another topic in mind that you would like us to discuss on a future episode of Trial by Podcast, you can reach out to us at www.thecabecurwood.com.au. Thanks, everyone.